Good afternoon. Welcome to the Rum Rudy International Middle School Podcast. Today I'm speaking with Caroline Scott. Uh, Caroline is the former middle school humanities teacher. She now serves as the middle school section counselor. She's also a middle school representative for the RIS Teacher Representative Council. She's been with RIS for eight years. In addition to all the important work that she does with students and teachers, Caroline hosts a parenting class two times per year. And recently, Caroline organized a school-wide screening of the movie Angst. And after the parent screening of the movie, she hosted a panel discussion with two local child psychiatrists. Caroline Scott, welcome to the podcast. Why, thank you. I'm super excited to be here, and this is my first podcast interview. You and your team brought the movie Angst to RIS. What is the central message of this movie, and why is it important for young people? Angst is an awesome documentary that really aims to bring awareness and understanding about anxiety to students and parents. Uh, the point of the movie is to get the conversation going and to really talk about mental health. And this is something that is hard for everyone who struggles with mental health issues. And when you struggle with mental health issues, you really feel alone and you really feel like you can't speak to others about it. And so by bringing this documentary to the school, we're really saying to the school community, you know, this is something that affects a lot of people and it's okay and it's something that we can talk about and we should be talking about and really that was the the main motivation to bringing it to RIS and we hope that the students and the parents who watched it now feel more comfortable starting those conversations. You've got the conversation going. Um, how was the movie received? Have you gotten any feedback? And what's happened in terms of the impact that it's had on the community? Yeah, I've actually received some really positive feedback from both parents and teachers. So in just some conversations with students one-on-one, uh, -on -one, they've started saying to me, yeah, that's what I have. It's not nervousness. I have anxiety. Um, I've had a teacher come tell me that a former student came back and told him I loved that movie because that I can relate and that was me uh, or that is me in the movie and I've had parents write saying uh, that it's given them a new understanding of their kids a new perspective one parent was completely surprised they went in thinking that they were watching the movie for one of their children and walked away uh, with an understanding of another child um, that was, or let me rephrase that, that one of the parents um, went in to watch the movie about one of their, for one of their kids, and then walked away realizing, actually, it's probably my other kid wow. that has anxiety. So I, it was really powerful for, I think, a lot of people who, who viewed it. Encouraging. And speaking of getting the conversation going and started, and, and you mentioned just now about the impact it had on the parents and the feedback you got, you hosted a panel discussion for the parent community after yeah. the, the screening for parents, and you had two local um, child psychiatrists there to help answer questions and to shed some light on this issue. They spoke about some of the misperceptions and some of the struggles that families face with their children and when they're suffering from anxiety. What are the effects of anxiety and depression on young people? 
So anxiety is, um, to back up for a moment, one of or is the top uh, mental health issue affecting us globally. And it's also the, one of the most treatable mental health issues. And the, the, the best um, way we can support someone with anxiety is really early intervention. So the faster we can recognize symptoms of anxiety and address them and help people learn how to manage their anxiety, the more successful they will be um, and the less severe that anxiety um, will have or the, the less severe the symptoms will be. But the difficulty is if anxiety is left untreated, then it can worsen the older we get and can become more pervasive. It can start to trigger other mental health issues. Um, and it can be just seen in lowering sort of your quality of life, um, your ability to connect with others, form meaningful relationships. And I'm not trying to be a, a doomsayer by any means. It's just that the earlier you can intervene in any mental health issue, the, the better the outcome long term. Because the longer somebody suffers in silence, the worse the problem um, gets and the harder it is to treat because it's become um, how it's become a part of your life and it's how you live your life. And so being able to get to the problem young gives you much greater chances of living um, a, a, a healthier and more quality life. Um, I did read where less than 40% of the people that, that struggle with anxiety receive treatment or seek treatment. Yeah. Um, it, in the reading that I did, it mentioned that it was partially due to the social stigma around what I think the angst movie called conditions above the neck. Mm-hmm. Why are there? Why is there such a social stigma about these conditions above the neck? Well, I like to explain to parents often when I'm talking with them um, that the difficulty with mental health issues is that it's not something that we can see. Um, So, for example, like when we have the flu, um, it's the signs and symptoms are pretty obvious. You're throwing up, you've got a fever. uh, Not me. I just got my flu shot. shot (laughs) Oh, good. You're safe. You're safe. So with physical ailments, you see them. If you break your arm, clearly the bone is broken and you need to go to the doctor. Um, But with mental health issues, they're not the – although there are signs of mental health issues, um, they're they're not as recognizable and it's not always as clear-cut as what you need to do in terms of treatment. So we know when we break our bone, we go to the doctor, they reset the bone, they put a cast on our arm and we're good to go. And there's, you know, there's not a lot of um, judgment around that. Whereas when it's something that is not as visible and it's something to do with how our brain works and perceives um, our world, then there's a tendency to, to judge because it's less understood and there's a tendency to think well you know if that's how you're feeling or if this is what you're thinking all you have to do is change that and it's not always that easy um 
it takes a lot of support and therapy, and in, in some cases, it might take medication. Um, so there's, there's that reason in general, I think, why it's harder to diagnose or to encourage support for, for receiving treatment for our above-the-neck issues. Yeah. But then the, um, the other thing is, too, is that there, it's just hard to talk about because I think people don't know what's wrong with them. And so I actually asked um, our advisory teachers to ask students, you know, what makes talking about anxiety hard? And then followed up with the teachers and asked for some of the feedback. What are students saying about this? And the students um, were saying things like, well, I feel uncomfortable um, having, you know, stress. And so talking about it, I worry that it will make me feel worse. Mm-hmm. Um, or just feeling uncomfortable in general, talking about feelings um, is not something that our students are particularly good at, and it, it's not the norm to talk about our feelings, and especially when those feelings are negative. Um, there is that concern about the stigma. Am I going to be judged? Um, I don't want people to see that I have a problem. So if I don't talk about it, then I don't have this problem. Mm. Um, there's the perception that that they um, are stressed and nervous and that talking about it will make them even more stressed and nervous. So I think there's a lot of understand, a lot of a misunderstanding or lack of understanding about um, the importance of talking about anxiety because being able to talk about it is a, a large part of the treatment, is being able to get those feelings out in the open so that they can be looked at and processed and examined and reflected upon. And you can't do that if you're not talking about it. Yeah, you mentioned the word judgment. Uh, do you feel in your role, in your experience with this, that there's a perception that, that mental health issues are a, are a choice or, or seen as a, as a weakness or something like that? Is that is that part of the stigma that is attached to this issue? Oh, I think for sure, definitely. Um, you know, I often encounter students who are struggling or parents who are trying to support their child who's struggling just saying, you know, like, why can't they just stop thinking that? Or why, you know, why can't they just get over it? Or a student just, you know, crying in frustration, you know, I just, I just want to be normal. I just want to stop feeling this way. And so the there is that element of, of frustration um, over the feeling like that they don't have control over what's happening to them. And so part of supporting students is educating them about what anxiety is and what's happening in your brain, in your body, and, and then what you can do to, to calm it down, to face some of those fears, to manage some of those compulsions, and to work on recognizing and then rationalizing your thinking around certain situations. But it takes effort, and it's not easy, and that's where I think a lot of the frustration comes from, too, is that 
it takes time and patience and, and care to change your yourself. And it can be hard. And so I, I think there's that frustration that um, it's beyond my control. Mm-hmm. One of the doctors at the panel discussion mentioned the, I don't know, the, that as a parent at times, or as adults, we might be laden with responsibility and stress of our own from career and finances and all that. Um, and that at times adults might perceive the issues of their children, whether it's anxiety or depression or whatnot, as somehow less significant and might overlook them or not, not treat them with the same, the same weight. What, what can parents do to address children's anxiety or, or depression? The three C's are care, connect, and communicate. So I think it can be from either perspective. A student who is struggling with anxiety needs to show some self-care towards themselves. They need to connect with other people and start talking about it. Um, and, and that's the communicate as well. So they need to connect with others and then communicate with the others about what's going on. But um, parents can do the same to support their children um, if they think one of their uh, um, children is, is struggling with anxiety, is show concern. Try just to be there and be empathetic. Just listen without judgment. You know, how are you feeling right now? What's going on with you? And not rushing to solve the problem because sometimes there, a lot of the time there's not a solution. It's just needing to someone to listen Um, and then that connect uh, you know what can you do with your child to just build that relationship you have with them and to let them know you're a source of support and that no matter what they're going through you're there so can you find something fun to to do with them or uh, something relaxing to do with them, whether it's you know playing a board game or wandering around uh, Fashion Island with them, or um, you know going to the driving range, whatever it is that they're you know they like. Um, if you can connect with them and be there with them, that's awesome. And then the communicate, and that's often a big challenge with parents and children is being able to have that positive communication, but being able to talk with them about how their day was. And and it goes back to what you were saying about parents being busy is that there is sometimes that tendency as parents to say, you know, um, you think you've got it hard. I'm, I got it hard. Mm-hmm. I've got to work and pay the right. bills. And, and what happens is when we're not really listening to them when they're trying to communicate is that they're less willing to communicate. Um, And in those moments, they don't really care how hard we're working. Um, They they just need us to understand that things are hard for them. And and that goes back to being able to listen without judgment is that you, you just need to hear what they're going through and and you know maybe you've been there too um, but try not to make the conversation about you as the parent and instead more focused on them and, and what they're going through um, so that's those are the big ones and then other things that you can do as a parent are just you know 
encourage good healthy habits like sleep hygiene is super important make sure your kids are going to bed and their devices are in another room and they're getting um, a good amount of sleep like teenagers need 9 to 12 hours of sleep and unfortunately with the demands of school they almost never get 12 hours so you know as close to 9 as possible is is awesome Um, But that means, yeah, not having devices in the room, having a regular time to go to bed, and having time before bed to shut things off. Um, Maybe do some mindfulness or some yoga or just read a book or listen to music or chat or play a card game, but just off the devices, uh, you know, half an hour to an hour before bed has a big impact on the quality of our sleep. So encouraging that, encouraging exercise and a good nutrition, those are all things that are really um, proactive and preventative strategies. They certainly don't fix anxiety if you have anxiety, but they certainly help you manage it much more effectively. So there you have it. Some great tips from Miss Caroline. Thank you so much for spending the time to talk with us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I'm really happy to be able to talk about anxiety and what we can do to support people who might be struggling. That's Caroline Scott. She's the middle school counselor here at RAS. Tune in next week for our conversation with the middle school eco team.